Good morning, everyone. So are your neighbors celebrating early like my neighbors are? Oh, my goodness. I could barely sleep last night. I told Jolene, you know, if, if you ever wanted to shoot anybody, tonight's the time to shoot somebody because no one would know that it's fireworks. You're thinking, well, Pastor, that's a pleasant thought on a Saturday night. Don't worry, I wasn't thinking of any of you. So the 4th of July, you know, we love this country, don't we? God bless America. And, we're, and certainly our country has its flaws, but it, God has used this nation to feed the world, to save the world. And I just want to share some thoughts about that today. It's in our series of Seeking First. We talked last week about seeking first the kingdom of God, and we will return to this. But I want to share with you a scripture that's often quoted, but rarely is it discussed in context. And that is 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, there it is, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so after building the temple and dedicating it to the Lord, Solomon had an encounter with God. We're going to take 2 Chronicles 7.14. I've heard it preached multiple times, but I've rarely seen it preached in the entire context. Remember, we've got to know the verses before and the verses after. So let's, let's see where this powerful scripture comes from. You may be surprised. 2 Chronicles 7.11. Let's start there. When Saul, you know, it reminds me of my son when he was playing football. He just said, call me 7-Eleven. I'm always open. <laughs> he was a great little receiver. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, here we go. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. Now this is the context. Verse 13. When I shut up the heavens. Not if. When I shut up the heavens. So that there is no rain. Or command locusts to devour the land. Or send a plague among my people. There's your context. If my people. Who are called by my name. Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will hear their land. Now let's read the verses after. Now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will always be there. And as for you, if you, speaking to Solomon, if you walk before me as David your father did and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a man to rule over Israel. But if you turn away and forsake the decrees and commands I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them, and will reject the temple I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among the peoples. And though this temple is now so imposing, all who pass by will be appalled and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? Verse 22, and people will answer, and this is a statement for our nation today, because they have forsaken the Lord. 
the God of their fathers, who brought them out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster on them. Wow, we get the fuller context of what this scripture is talking about. And the promise of, of obedience, the blessing for obedience, I believe applies to any nation, not just Israel. Certainly Israel is God's chosen people and God's favored nation. But any nation that will serve the Lord, God will bless. And you've seen there are different times in history when a nation embraced Christianity that blessings came. Whether it was England or places in Europe or the United States of America. Now that's shifting away from America now towards South America and Africa being the center of Christianity. And so whenever a, a, a people, a nation has sought the Lord, God bless them. Look at Psalm 33, verses 10 through 12. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. And here's the key, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Any nation. Blessed is any nation whose God is the Lord. Therefore, I do believe that 2 Chronicles 7.14 does apply to the U.S. of A. Both blessings and the curses. While there is a promise of blessing, there is also a warning for disobedience and turning away from God. I believe we're living in the last days. We're seeing it fulfilled in Scripture like I've never seen it before in my lifetime. And so if we're living in these last days, what should Christians do? Well, we find it in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It commands God's people to do certain things. I want you to understand, it's not up to the world to do these things. It's up to the church. It's not the lost, the, un, the unbelievers that are expected to do these things. It's up to the church. Judgment begins in the house of God. It's on us. It's on us. Christians are called upon to humble themselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from their wicked ways. God isn't saying that to the world. He is saying that to his people. And if we do, the Lord will hear from heaven and will forgive our sin and heal our land. And so it's up to us as the church, as believers in Jesus Christ, to do these things, to humble ourselves, to, to pray and to seek God's face and to turn from our wicked ways. You see, we've got to be the light in the darkness, but if that light is dim, it won't impact the darkness. It won't draw people to it. And so if we do these things, if we humble ourselves, if we repent, God will heal our land. And not only will God heal our land, he'll heal our hearts. Because I believe this is a, this is a prophecy for nations, but it's also for individuals. The Lord will hear from heaven but I want to focus on this one admonition that we are called to do, and that is seek God's face. This is what this series is all about. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness we discussed last week, and we'll go back to. But today it's to seek God's face. Now this is an interesting phrase. It's used several times in scripture. And so I want to go over a few of those times that we are challenged to seek God's face. Now, there's a few different words for seek in the Old Testament, but this is the most common. It is bakash. 
And it means to search out by any method, specifically in worship or prayer, to strive after according to the Strong's Concordance. And we see this expanded definition of seek in 2 Chronicles 7.14 in the Amplified Bible. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and hear their land. I mean, you know, this seeking is more than a casual looking around, checking for something. It is an intense search and quest to find God, to seek his face. And so let's look at the, the definition of the word face in Hebrew. It is pinim, and it means person or presence. Most of the time, this word occurs in a figurative, idiomatic, idiomatic phrase. Face can be a substitute for the entire person, or it can be a reflection of the person's mood or attitude, according to the complete word study. Therefore, here's our definition of the phrase, seek God's face. Seek his face means to search out and strive after the person and presence and favor of God in worship and prayer. That's what it means. So when you see in the Bible, seek its face, it means you're, you're searching after, you're striving for the presence of God in your life. We are seeking the person of God. How many know God is personal? He wants, to know, he wants us to know him personally. And so that's what it means to seek God's face. And if we are willing to do this, if we're willing to pursue God with any means possible, if we're willing to come after his person and his present and to ask for his favor, then there will be certain blessings and benefits to us. Now Solomon was at one time the most successful king of Israel. And the nation experienced unparalleled prosperity. They said silver and gold were like rocks in the street. It was incredible what God did because God promised Solomon, if you follow me, I will bless you like no other king. And he did follow the Lord for a time. However, eventually he turned away from God and worshipped false gods and the people of Israel suffered the consequences. And because of Israel's perpetual sin, they suffered judgment. And I believe the same is true of any nation. And the only hope for America is God. The only hope we have is for God's people to seek his face. We can't expect the world to seek God's face. They don't know God. But we do. We do know the Lord. And so if, if you love America, if you love your nation, then you will see God's face for your nation. I'll never forget in the 90s, I was in a, at a missions trip in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. And this is during the height of the drug cartels and, and all that was going on there. And we were at a church, a little church in the city of Bogota. And in the middle of the service, a, a group of men and women pulled out the Colombian flag and they each held a corner of it and in a circle began to pray for Colombia. And then they began to weep for Colombia and call out to God. I was so moved because I asked myself, when's the last time I cried over my country? When's the last time when I prayed over this land? I was so moved by their love for their country and their calling their country back to God. And so we must do the same. 
We're going to review these different verses as seeking the face of the Lord, and, and we're going to apply them nationally and corporately, but also individually and personally. The first verse we will study is 1 Chronicles 16, 10 and 11. It says, glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Now David wrote these words at the dedication of the tabernacle in Jerusalem. Remember, David wasn't allowed to build the temple because he was a man of blood. But he did dedicate the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. And when he dedicated it, he said these words, seek his face. And he said to seek God's face because he knew he would need God's strength. Therefore, we need to do the same. We must, number one, seek his face for strength. Do you need some strength in your life? How many of you know that our strength will only go so far? We don't have the strength necessary to live this life on our own. We need the strength of God. And so if you need strength in your life, then don't seek after strength. Seek after his face. If you need strength, you need power in your life. Don't seek power. Seek the one who gives it. Seek his face. Go after him. Pursue him, his, his presence and his person. We are to go after the Lord this way, and if we do, we will receive his strength, and that comes when we seek his face. Another scripture that mentions seeking God's face is Psalms 24, verse 3 through 6. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Wow. What a challenge. If, if we have a pure heart and clean hands, we can seek his face. We can come before him. And we see, number two, we seek his face for blessing. Once again, I want to challenge you, don't seek blessing. Seek his face and blessing will come. Don't seek after your own strength. Seek his face and strength will come. His strength will come. And so we see that, I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. But it's not by focusing on the blessings. It's by focusing on God and the blessings will come. Seek his face. Go after God with all the passion in your heart. In the same passage, we are to, number three, seek his face for vindication. The psalmist was saying, bless me and vindicate me. You know, we have all been hurt and wounded by others. And sometimes it's by other Christians. We, we should expect it from the world, but we don't expect it from the church. But how many know people in the church are human as well? And the, the challenge is for us is we, we don't want any hypocrisy in our life. And a lot of unsaved people have said, I don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. And I love what my mom used to say. She said, I'd rather follow a hypocrite to church than one to hell. Well, that'll preach. But we've all experienced rejection 
or being taken advantage of. And we hurt and we want God to vindicate us. But the challenge is for us that we will seek the Lord and not vindication. Don't seek to get vindicated. Seek the Lord and vindication will come at the right time. I was sharing with a friend many years ago, been through a difficult circumstance, and I told him I want vindication. And this friend told me, because he could speak this, this clearly into my life, he said, as long as you want vindication, you'll never get it. However, when you no longer need vindication, it won't matter if you get it or not. Wow, did that speak to me. I was wanting vindication, and as long as you want vindication, you probably won't get it. It won't satisfy. But when you seek the Lord, he'll vindicate you. And I'm telling you, it's better to have the Lord vindicate you than to vindicate yourself. Don't seek vindication. Seek his face and vindication will come. Look at Psalm 17, verses 1 and 2. Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea. Listen to my cry. Give ear to my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. May my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. This is so important that we surrender to God. We don't seek revenge, Romans says, because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so we can go crazy wanting vindication, wanting to be proven right. We want to be proven right. We, We need it so bad that it's controlling our life. We need to let that go. Stop seeking revenge. Stop seeking vindication and seek his face. And all that will come. True vindication can only come from the Lord. So we have to lay it down and let it go. We must seek God's face and let him bring that vindication in due season. And maybe it won't be till the next life, but we got to be okay with that. If you pursue vindication, you'll go crazy and you'll never reach your destination. But if you pursue God, then it won't matter if you're vindicated or not. How many know that all we should ultimately care about is what God thinks of us? I mean, we we want the praise that comes from God, not from men. The Pharisees loved the praise of men. And that's why Jesus challenged him. What should matter most to us is what God thinks of us, not what anybody else thinks of us. And I'm telling you, I want you to hear me. God is pleased. He is a good, good father. And you need to hear these words. He loves you and he is pleased with you. It's as God said to Jesus at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I want you to know if you're walking with the Lord, you have pleased his heart. If you seek his face, God's going to love that. God loves it when his people come after him, when they seek him, when they pursue him. God loves that. And he loves to honor that pursuit. Another place where we benefit from seeking God's face, Psalms 105, verse 3 through 5. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. Do you need a miracle? 
today? Do you need a healing? Do you need something supernatural? Then we must, number four, seek his face for miracles. Once again, we don't seek miracles. We seek the one who does the miracles. If we focus on just seeking miracles and signs and wonders and and seeking our healing, what we need to focus on is seeking the Lord who can do all of that. Our responsibility is to seek his face. It's God's responsibility to do the miracle, to bring the wonder, to bring the healing. And so I want to challenge you today to seek his face for miracles. If you need a breakthrough, if you're, if you're facing a challenge, then seek God's face. And you can tell him about it, that's okay. But how many know we can't force it? We can't make it happen. We can only be obedient to what we know God has said. And the rest is up to him, it's his power. And so finally, we look at this passage in Psalms 27, verse seven. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. We are to number five, seek his face for mercy. You see, our heart longs for seeking the Lord. Every heart is searching for something. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, your heart longs to know God. Your heart wants to seek after the Lord. And sometimes our heart has to tell us that. Come on, you're seeking after all these other things that aren't going to matter. They're all going to perish. But if you seek God's face, his person, his presence, his favor, seek his face in worship, in prayer, then all of these things will be added to us. I want to talk more about what are those things that are added to us when we seek his face, when we seek first the kingdom. Would you bow your heads with me today? If you have never given your heart to Jesus Christ, I want to give you a chance to do that today. We're living in these last days. It's time to seek God's face like never before. If you've been sitting on the fence, it's time to get off the fence. Revelation says God would rather you be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, he'll spit you out of his mouth. There's no halfway with this. We can't do this halfway. It's got to be all the way. we got to surrender all. And we got to say, God, you're my number one pursuit. I know there are other things that we can look for in life, but your number one pursuit is to seek his face. And when I speak the blessing at the end of the service, we ask God's face to be turned toward us. That's what that means. It's that he would turn his face toward us as we seek him. You want God to look upon you. I love being a grandparent. And when I look in the face of my grandchildren and I can get them to smile, there is no greater feeling in the world than to see those little grandbabies smile back at me. And I'm telling you, your father in heaven is the same way. When you, he sees your joy, your freedom, your peace, it blesses his heart. 
And so I'm here to tell you today that there is a heaven and there is a hell, and the choice you make determines where you spend eternity. I know that's not a popular message, but it's from the Bible. But the Bible also says that everyone will get a chance. No one will be without excuse. Today may be your chance. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd just like to ask you, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to make God number one in your life, you want to seek his face, maybe you've been a Christian but you've gone astray, you're ready to come back home. If that's you, if you want to accept Christ or you want to come back home to the Lord, would you just slip up your hand? Anyone in this place, just raise your hand. Praise the Lord. And so today I want to pray for you with every, again, every head bowed and eye closed. If you need strength, you need prayer for strength, would you just raise your hand? Because I want to pray for you. Your own strength has not been enough. You're feeling weak. You can put your hand right back down. What if you have struggled with vindication? You want God to vindicate you. You, you want, you, there's, there's a conflict or something unresolved but you're willing to give it to the Lord today? You're willing to lay it down and trust God to work it out? I'm just gonna leave that out there. I'm not gonna ask for anybody's hands to be raised. That's very personal. Today, if you need a miracle, healing, you need a breakthrough, something supernatural, would you just slip up your hand? I'm gonna pray for you. You need a breakthrough. Right back down. And finally, do you need mercy? You need God's mercy. Just slip up your hand. Right back down. I want to pray for you today. Lord Jesus, you've seen those hands raised. Lord, I pray for those, God, that they need strength. They've grown weary. They're tired of carrying this weight and this burden. And so, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen their feeble knees. Lord, you'd help them stand because, Lord, as they seek your face, you will give them strength. You will give them power. And, Lord, for those that are struggling with vindication, Lord, I pray that you would just set them free today. They would lay it down once and for all. Lord, they would take that first step of forgiveness by just seeking your face and just leaving it in your hands. And, Lord, for those who need a miracle... They need something special, God, something beyond what this world can offer. And Lord, as they seek your face, you bring healing and miracles and wonders. And finally, Lord, we all need mercy. We need your mercy. Have mercy on us, oh God. And as we seek your face, you give us mercy, which we don't deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me today? The elders, the board members, and the pastors are going to be at the front of the altar. If you want some private time, you can just kneel in the altar. But if you want prayer, if you want someone to join with you, maybe you, didn't, maybe you want to accept Christ, but you didn't raise your hand, you can come forward and receive prayer. You need a miracle, you need mercy, you need any of these things. These folks are here with you to pray with you, to believe God with you for a breakthrough. The Lord bless you and keep you. And here it is, the Lord make his face, his person, his presence, his favor shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord 
turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless. You're free to go. Our worship service begins at 1030 every Sunday. You can join us in person or online. We broadcast live on both Facebook and YouTube. We would love for you to join us and be our guest this Sunday. Our address is 4901 California Avenue, Bakersfield, California. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.